Okay. Hi, everyone. It's been a very long time. Um, it's your girl. We Belle. haven't died. Yes, we have not died. We're alive. It's Belle and Angelique with the Nora TV podcast. Ooh. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about like a range of very random things today. Uh, character archetypes, fandom and gender dynamics. People's very weird issue they seem to have with Mari. And then I have like, I don't even know if I'll get into it. It's kind of pointless. But I have a, a theory that's based on practically nothing. So. Well, yeah. I mean, is it everyone's favorite thing? Your theory is based on practically nothing. I, yeah, I guess we could start there. So, Especially since yours tend to be right anyway. Like you'll really sometimes. just be pulling it right out of the thin blue air and like, I've, and I've seen you several times just be like, bam, right on the money. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> here's what I'm thinking. And, you know, um, funny enough, what kind of brought me to this idea was, I guess, they were filming this season. They had, they were filming at that prison from season two. Yeah. And they, and they were filming at the Elko Diner. And, oh. um... Corey was on, I mean, Anna was on both of those sets. So I'm kind of thinking both of those places have to do with Dick. I mean, so it's very possible that these are like she's visiting memories of his, right? Ooh. And I was thinking like, because, you know, her power, she has like these new mental abilities, these like visions or what have you now. Um you know, if he's going to get, I guess, mind controlled by blood, I figured maybe her way of trying to get to him is going it's like into how, his mind. how he punched through like the problems right, in Connor's brain. Right, going into Connor's mind, like, and then like, you know, trying to find him and speak to him or whatever. But then also like there was that picture, and this is probably I I know it's a, a reach probably not gonna happen but it would be cool if it did and you know it's always possible who knows of Corey in the woods and then there's another picture of the set in the woods and someone has a red balloon and so people are like what if we see Mari again so right I mean she that could be I mean I can't really think of any other way she would ever see her I can think of ways right. obviously he can tell her but for her to physically see her like that I figured maybe she'd see that. Um, like what got into his like got into his memories and then while he's like and then in the memory that he has there that she could oh my god she could meet the whole Grayson fam y'all. Yeah that would be so so I mean yeah. prayers into yeah. the universe right good vibes I'd love for that yeah. to happen um and what kind of got me thinking it like reminded me too of this this episode of Smallville um remember it was season eight and that was the season it had davis bloom and mm -hmm. he was like the human version of uh doomsday and he had like this mental connection with um chloe um thanks to brainiac brainiac did some to chloe like and whatever so they were connected because of brainiac and she started like forgetting all of her memories of people like she was forgetting everyone 
and he like was the only person she could remember so then like it just kind of remind like it kind of just made me think of that you know the way they did that scene of her like forgetting things and then Davis showing up to I don't know whatever kind of take advantage of that so you know right and I mean we know we've already obviously had a big amnesia action adventure saga with Corey well technically we've had two of them because we had the amnesia she started the show with and then we had the amnesia around her visions like remember when Gar had to tell her what had happened and there was like there was also this picture of Anna in front of like a big green screen so it's like I'd be okay with either being something Tamarin related or something dream sequence traveling related we know she's in some interdimensional town at one point this season so I don't know I'm excited for all of the things Corey shall be doing well I would say from this point forward the only reason the show would ever show a red balloon is to remind us of Mari right so the thing with the the red balloon and why I don't want to get anyone's hopes up about that is because it was like it was someone who works on the set of titans and they were filming something in the woods there was a red balloon we don't have any confirmation that was for Titans, but it definitely could be. So Right. Because I mean, I'm saying even if we don't have like an actual appearance by Mari, I think if we see a red balloon, it's because the show wants to remind us of her. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like. Like, I, I can't imagine like Titans having had all this sort of this very symbolic moment, with this red balloon being like, and sometimes it's just red balloons. Yeah. And that's the that's the other thing because it felt so like so many people were like why is there this random red balloon but there's actually like meanings like of what red balloons symbolize in dreams um trying to see if I could find a list because I had like I don't know I was bored one day as (laughs) as I be during this quarantine which I'm by the way I'm about to go back into like hand sanitizer mask 24 7 maybe even gloves because monkeypox thing is just terrifying right that um, is like really harsh in my vibe and uh, any sort of like ideas i had of like acting like this is over and going about my business is like whoop that's done yeah um i'm all set <laughs> my social circle had a lot of overlap with the community that's much impacted by that as far as who i hang out with irl so can't hang out with my friends anyway yeah um so let's see there's spiritual meanings of balloons um so like balloons in general represent aims objectives and dreams in life and they're also symbolic of what we aspire to achieve um they reflect a strong urge from within to let go and let go of past um and they're symbolic of like freedom and independence and awakening. So that's one thing. And then red balloons in particular um, are symbolic of passions and it represents intimate relationships with your beloved. So yeah. That probably oh, wasn't an accident. And then also specifically, um, if you dream of holding a balloon in your hand, it's symbolic of ambitions in life more precisely goals that you goals that weren't realized in the exact manner expected which yeah and then we have Mari literally handing him a balloon yeah so 
definitely. <laughs> um, I feel like that was on purpose. Um, it was kind of too random to not be on purpose, frankly. So right, yeah. It, and like, I feel like there's a lot of intention to this show. Like, a lot of the fandom sometimes they're joking, sometimes I think they're serious. It's like crazy stuff just happens on this show. But I really feel like this is one of the shows where they do think about things and there is intention. <laughs> like, yeah. I think this stuff is on purpose because so much of it winds up tying together in a thematic way that actually makes some sense that I, I don't think this is just stuff happening. Yeah. And also, like, I know we joke about it a lot, how <laughs> Nick always has all these random visions and stuff all the time. But he, like, he always, like, literally, it's genuinely a part of his character arc at this point that when he gets to a certain point in the season he has the way he reflects on shit is to, to literally have like a dream kind of moment where he thinks about things or whatever um mm-hmm. it's how he like discovered joey was still alive and whatnot in season two and then obviously the trigon dream in season two I think revealed to him and us a lot of things one that he aspires to settle down and have a family ultimately two that he knows in his heart Dawn and Hank belong together Mm -hmm. and three that Corey obviously came into his life randomly and meant a whole lot more to him than he realized Um, I mean she was she really shook his whole shit up like she turned his world upside down after like two weeks knowing he knew like two weeks and he was willing to kill his father over her so I mean that says a lot honestly yeah and he was willing to walk out on Don and him babies (laughs) sorry fictional children he was never home (laughs) Don the babies poor Rachel and Carr in college he didn't none of that occurred to him at all he's like yo Rachel and, and Gar are grown they find out the house right. <laughs> like and Don got Hank he's all in the house anyway they got it they're worried about it yeah and it that's out. obviously another thing for him too is that um he wants Rachel and Gar to have normal happy lives so mm-hmm. I, I think oh, like I don't know I think people brush off the Trigon dream a lot um and I get why because it was kind of I don't know Kind of I took feel like at back. that point in the show, we didn't know Dick enough to know how much that connected to things. And so right. much of season three reflected the Trigon dream. Right. That and I, and I, I think, think we just needed more to make any people sense of were, that. People were also caught up in the Dick Dawn aspect of it, which was, took up too much of the episode, in my opinion, <laughs> um, for it to like ultimately not matter. The point was he wants kids. Thanks. We could have did that in five minutes, but sure. That's um, what we spent all of season one established. <laughs> okay. That was just too long. Like we get it. Um, but yeah, I think people were more upset about it than I was because I saw the symbolism of him literally killing his own father over Corey, mattering way more than the fact he and Don forever. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. I, I didn't care and like the very like, last really, conversation they had was gotta get this is Corey and of course it is and then she hangs up and I'm like I don't f- I feel like that was the writers literally saying guys it's Corey yeah <laughs> like you're, you're and fine. like that also paralleled Hank in that conversation because Dick was like oh it's Hank and she's like yeah. oh it's Corey yeah Hank is there yeah and is Corey there yeah like 
Yeah, they were. I mean, they they were telling us. Okay, when Hank yeah. left the show, so did she. Like they were a package deal. They were always a package deal. Yeah. Their first episode was just, from episode the first episode we see them in. Like their their all of their big major episodes. Like they had the same damn Trigon dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's you know I think. Uh, I think some people are a little overly sensitive about the dick down of it all because like the concept of a grown man is pushing 30 having been with a woman before <laughs> wasn't so earth shattering to me that it was like oh my god I must be so threatened. Corey's not the only woman who's ever seen this man naked. Like, I would expect she is I, given his age. I think because of that dream that people interpreted that as him still having feelings for Don. And I get that. Like if in a standalone way, I get why you would, I could see it. But then I think season two cleared all that up um, yeah. from him. Especially because calling... at that point, we didn't know what the history was exactly with right. Dick and Don and Hank. Like we didn't find that out to season two. Right, we we didn't know. Um, but season two definitely cleared it up. Um, they had him say with his own his own mouth and his whole chest that, you know, they were just filling a void, like and when she left, he just I mean, he didn't try to do much about it at all. You know what I mean? Um She invited no, him to come with and Yeah. Uh, no. no, I mean in season two when, when she okay. was pissed at him and she left in the flashback. Yeah. Um yeah, they didn't really. I mean, that's not how you act with someone you're so super duper in love with is walking out on you. Um, and she walked out on him with another man. Like, I don't know what y'all were expecting from him. Like, you know, he, he knew what it was, though. That's that's why <laughs> it was like he can't really fight for something that wasn't really his to fight for in the first place. Like, no, he knew what he knew it was a placeholder thing. Yeah. Um, and like, it's kind of like, I don't know, TV really normalizes a lot of like crazy sort of toxic stuff. And you've got to be a guy who just can't process the concept of it's over, please move on. If like, you know, you your your girl is like, all right, I'm done with this. I'm going and I'm going with him, getting back with him, deuces. Yeah, and I feel like a big moment, I've said this before, We've never heard him tell anyone, any woman, I love you yet. But even bigger than that, like, I feel like if this was any other show, people would have clocked it. But the fact that she was like, um, that's what I love about you. And he had nothing to say in return to her. I feel like if that happened on like the Vampire Diaries, the Flash or whatever, everyone would have been like, um... Imagine Stefan said that to Caroline. Right. Like, she's like, I love you, Stefan. He's just like, thanks. Basically, like, I feel like any other show, people would have clocked it, but they were so caught up in being annoyed that they had to watch these flashbacks Um, that they kind of, they kind of missed how much they were dragging yeah. all these relations. They dragged the hell out of the old Titans team dynamic they dragged the freaking Dick and Dawn of friendship to hell yeah. and Dick Dawn <laughs> down into the depths of hell. Like, 
Yeah, it did no favors for anyone in those episodes. It was bad all around, so. And I mean, I feel like it was an ongoing thing. Like the fact that I even got confused which time you were talking about that she left and he didn't care. Yeah, because it happened. <laughs> there were several. It happened how many times? Three times in season two, remember? The first flashback. Then um, she left in episode nine with the rest of the team. Yeah. Um, And then in nine, she she... Was it nine? Was no, that was eleven. She she left him to rot in prison. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, like this is like very harsh. Like yeah, and it's repeated. It's not just yeah. like oh, there's that one time that she left and it hurt so much. It was like no, yeah. she just keep leaving it's it. Repetitive. He don't care no time. It's repetitive with her. It's repetitive with Donna. And I feel like with Donna, they keep hammering the point that she does not want to be on this team. She will leave in the drop of a hat. She does not care about this team. She doesn't want to work with the team. And she doesn't make any effort to bond with the team. Even she if you think about that bond flashback. She like she had this friends. weird stuff with Garth. And remember when Dawn was <laughs> right. trying to get her to come to the party and she was like, oh no. She had to like physically drag her out of the bed. Right, she was like, okay. Like, so <laughs> I, I don't know why people keep saying, oh, if Dick was to leave the show, Donna would leave the team. The team... Donna does not like these people. I don't know what to tell you guys, but she does not like these people. And she no. definitely doesn't like Dick. She does not want to be there. Okay. I don't I don't know how else to explain it. I mean, but... she doesn't want to be a hero. No. If something crazy happens right in front of her and she thinks they can take them, she'll do it. Like like yeah. it happened at the little museum. But beyond that, like she nope. kind of just wants to be minding her business. Nope. Her little revenge thing was dead in the water as soon as she realized oh Deathstroke is an actual fight um I don't really like a challenge like that <laughs> no so bye <laughs> none of them were about that they're just like oh a fight I know I definitely can't win I'm not doing that only only Dick's like I will fight anyone any person <laughs> anytime Dick is like you're gonna have any to kill place. me all the way dead and like, then I might come back and then I'll fight you again. Right. You can kill him and then he'll come back and fight you again. You're come right. back from life, from death to fight some more. <laughs> I know Crane must have been like, I, I swear to God, I was told this man is dead. Just like Jason he, was like. He saw it on YouTube. Remember the guy had the camera phone yes. out. This... Just like Jason was like, you're dead. Don't do this to me, man. Like, no, he's, he's back for more. Like, <laughs> can you imagine watching dick gracing get killed on instagram oh, live no. then he walk in your house and beat your ass like what <laughs> there's nothing funnier than knowing instagram oh, exists in that world by the way <laughs> man that's so funny but yeah oh, so it's like it's so jarring watching this human dude who definitely is human who loses fights have so much more guts than freaking Donna this and the so-called Amazon Warriors, right? And they want to sit. They were really sitting in there. I thought the Harbaugh is too long. Like we already dragged them in season two podcast. <laughs> but it's just like, damn, y'all really have shit to talk about. The the kids, the kids have more guts than you will ever have. More feats, okay? More ticks <laughs> on their sheet, okay? They will beat someone's ass, like. And in a minute, and won't even think about it. Like, like it's not even like, oh, maybe I'm not sure. But this one, can I take none of that? And that was before <laughs> they had the freaking um, 
on on combat training. Now that they've had it yeah. from Dick, and then Rachel has had it from Dick and the Amazon. Don't play with don't play with the kids. All right, like, <laughs> this is literally gonna be the dress. funniest. Don't thing. play. <laughs> and I mean, season two was literally like Connor and Rose versus the entire police force or more than one city. <laughs> yeah, Rose is like handing people their ass all season. She was that girl. God, she really was. Like yeah. it's yeah. so. It's so funny the comparison between like the old Titans versus these crazy kids that don't give a damn. Like even sweet, sweet Joey was fighting for five years. Like Yeah. Fighting for his life in there. Yeah, no excuse. No excuse, man. I mean, just ready to throw hands. I mean, even Eve, like crazy scientist mama, was ready to hop on the back of a motorcycle and go throw hands. Well, she did, right? Like, then she, um, what did she do? She she rescued. She rescued. Yeah. yeah, she rescued. Yeah, she rescued. Yeah. <laughs> Another one? Oh, yeah. It popped off in the bathroom, so I put one back on. Throw it. A- what am I gonna do with it? Eat it? Throw it away? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I did my nails when it came off in the bathroom. Yeah. Read it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, like it's so, you know, <laughs> seeing like the just absolute weakness of these folks. And like now that I'm thinking about Eve, like when, you know, she was like, what am I supposed to do? You know, I'm not God. Of course, like the closest thing he got, figure it out. <laughs> and she did. Yeah. I mean, it was just really embarrassing because there's just so many people who are not heroes who were like, okay, but I'm not going to roll over. And then it was these literal superheroes rolling over and crying. And it's right. like, and like, you... poor, and like poor Tim and his will to live. Like he's been there for like five minutes and he was like, how get the fuck off this train and back out there to beat his ass? It's like, okay, y'all, real, y'all, y'all really didn't think there would be ever be a villain that would give you trouble? I don't understand. I really don't, but okay. Um, I mean, some people just get this like unrealistic idea about themselves and clearly they have this like fantasy of invincibility going and once that bubble was popped when Garth got killed, they were basically over as people. Like Kank's crybaby shit when Dr. Light burned his leg. I'm just like, suck it up because you really could have wore your suit. Like, it's your bad. Right, learn you really how, showed up in jeans. Those learn how to dodge, and if you if you you're entering a fight and you're gonna be like, I don't want a single scratch on me. Don't enter the fight. Mike no. Tyson, you know what I mean. He got punched <laughs> a lot, many punch, much punch. <laughs> I mean, Muhammad Ali, he got punched. He they lost fights. Yeah, they they were the best. You know, they still lost some fights. Like this was how it works. And even if you win a fight, you still often get banged up. I mean, and Justice fighting League, hitting each other. The Justice League exists in the show. So I'm like, y'all, I know y'all know that the Justice League lost some fights. So what is your, like, I don't really get where, what they were expecting. Like, it, it's just fascinating to me, I guess. <laughs> I mean, like, these people are the so hell? ridiculous. Very um, quiet. And like, you know, we know that, you know, Wonder Woman, 
is that she's also had her ass kicked a couple times in life honey I, who did y'all think y'all were i mean the fact that like Corey gar rachel trusted dick with their lives in like a week and you had these people who gonna literally grew up with them. that's insane mm -hmm. knew them for what like maybe 17 years or something yeah um and then he led her in a team successfully, winning every mission for years and years. And the one time they screw up, she's like, I'm out of debt. What? Damn, like your best friend in the world can't make, can't mess up once? You're literally worse than Batman. <laughs> like yeah. what? And then the worst part is, holy shit. as far as we can tell, he is her best friend. That's as good as it gets being friends with Donna. Yikes. It's really sad. Oh yeah, let's move on. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad they're gone. They were harsh in the vibe. They really were. I think they were there mostly just to show how awesome like the new team is and how great their dynamic is. And they just didn't know that new to the actors that played them. Sorry, y'all. Mm. But yeah. <laughs> now that the theory stuff is out of the way and the dragging of <laughs> the people. I'm very glad are gone from this show. Um, yeah, we can we can move on to the other topics. Um, yeah, we wanted to talk about like the character archetypes um, of like action heroes and like yeah. specifically like male action heroes, um, the typical love interest archetype and like the typical romance dynamics and mm -hmm. how titans doesn't, doesn't do any of that doesn't do any of that. fuck about any of that like the whole formula at all <laughs> and i feel like no one talks about it but it's like I think because people don't even know how to talk about it because they're so used to be able to talk about them all the same way. You could talk yeah. about like, you know, Lois and Clark the same way you talk about Barry and Iris, the same way you talk about like Oliver and Felicity, right? If you wanted to. Yeah. And then I, I noticed so much project projecting. So it's like, they'll just pretend things that aren't happening on the show are happening. <laughs> like, Oh shoot, we have ten minutes. Okay. Um. So like, I know it was kind. It's kind of sort of a joke now, but they definitely weren't joking during season three with the slut shaming deck. And yeah. look, I get it. Like, if we were talking about the typical male action hero, you know, your James Bond, um, yeah. Oliver Queen, whatever they. Keep women they like get hate. around right, they get around they're disturbable they're disposable women sometimes they right. get fridged whatever happens happens and typically you know sleeping sleeping with as many women as you can being a womanizer being a ladies man is considered this cool thing for you know the male action hero but it's just not like the show does not do that no. the the cool person is the man who's a good father on the show yeah that's... The show very much so idealizes that kind of uh, archetype of manhood. Right. So if you're you're a good father and you're respectful to women, which he is, he's like, yeah. he's not sexist in the least. Even when dealing with um, sex workers, you know, prostitutes, mm -hmm. hookers, 
go go dance. And like the show will like set up these situations that are usually used for a sexist joke and then not do it. Right. Like at the hotel where you got the lady who got herself gussied up and was like, hey, very young man, may you come by my room? Usually right. that's a, that's a joke for like, ew, old ladies. Oh, she's desperate. But the show's like, not. Yeah. Nope. Moving on. And he didn't and humiliate like, her. She was just someone who was into him. And he was like, no, thank you. Maybe another time. And that was it. Yeah, it didn't, right? it didn't, it wasn't like, mean. you see the setup, but he didn't actually make a joke out of her, yeah, it and it was the same thing with all the strippers, like, right. usually if there's a topless woman, then it's just like, ooh, titties, like, right. but nope, I and, got he, that. and even with that whole episode in season two, where we, we you know, we had the, him at the go-go club, mm-hmm. the joke was Bruce being up there on stage, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the joke wasn't the women, you know what I mean? Um Right, um, and like he was totally focused on like the mission and right and, and, talk, and... and talking to the woman in front of him who was fully clothed mm-hmm. and not being gross to her you know mm-hmm. she was the one hitting on him calling him a <laughs> creamsicle <laughs> actually then he went to the he went to went to green's hotel there was a topless ladies no joke no oogling no nothing he was just like oh you guys should get out of here like yeah and that's after he defended the um the hooker was being beat up or mm-hmm. the prostitute was being beat up in the hotel in season yeah. one so it's just like this ongoing thing. also he his first we saw him he was beating up a man who is abusive to his daughter mm-hmm. like it's like an ongoing theme with him where it's like clearly the show was saying in order to be considered a hero you have to be family oriented a good father and respect women absolutely and none of those situations that very easily could have been used to make some sort of joke at these women's expense wound up being used that way in the show yeah so it's like the fact fatherhood is like this running theme of hey this is what a a good man is is very anti-typical action hero it really is absolutely because most of them first off never become uh, parents or even sort of think about it because mm-hmm. you know they're busy and they got stuff to do and they can't go rearranging their lives right and even like in the trigon dream where you see that he's like sort of making an attempt to retire there they never get the implication that these guys have any intentions of retiring in these shows no um and indiana jones is another another womanizer archetype mm-hmm. Trying to think, there's definitely way more that's escaping my memory, now. but it's just so t- it's just a typical thing, you know. Um, Oliver Queen for sure, and the CW was obsessed with him. Like he was the end all be all of the Arrowverse. It was in the oh, Arrowverse because yeah. he was supposed to be the best hero. And I mean, of technically, the protagonist on the Vampire Diaries fall in that too, because yeah, both of those men are. Oh yeah, because and it was super hypocritical because then Catherine, who was just like that, her sexuality was used against her. Um, Damon of all people, the biggest hoe, was constantly <laughs> calling her a slut and a whore and whatnot, bitch and this and that. I think it's kind of crazy that the dialogue even had her let him get away with that because it's sort of hard yeah. to believe that Catherine would have been like really. Yeah, because a sexist woman and a bunch of sexist writers were writing the show. And it right. leaked. Like, it, it seems out of character it, like. that, like, it's out of character that Catherine would, would let Damon just get that off like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that was used against her, you know? So, yeah. 
There's and I mean, also... it was also used to show Elena was officially evil. <laughs> yeah, when she became a vampire is when she, like, blah blah It was just a bunch of nonsense, pretty much. <laughs> um, Hard to take seriously, but yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, even with, like, how, um, like, uh, Tyler's mom was sort of reacting to Caroline, and it was very, like, the metaphor for, like, you know, now she's a vampire, she's a monster, and look, she's getting all sexual, like. Yeah. And let's not forget, even though Caroline became um like one of the main characters and became like a staple and technically part of the crew, when she was introduced, she was introduced as um not a villain, but she was definitely like antagonist, yeah. An, yeah, anta- an antagonist. And part of that was her wanting all these guys and chasing all the boys that Elena had and being jealous and um vapid and you know so she, and look yeah. she shows up to the party with hot older guy Ooh, yeah, I got a guy just like yours but he's older and he's hotter right exactly so then you know they they turned it and they made it oh now now she's a good she's one of the good guys all these men want Caroline and Caroline's such a good person and Caroline but that's not how she was introduced when she was introduced her sexuality was used to show how much of a terrible person she was um so yeah that's very typical um you look at any teen show the the girl villain is usually you know the femme fatale the Mm -hmm. sexy one or whatever Right, like uh, like Serena was the antagonist to like Blair's protagonist in um, Gossip Girl until they sort of flipped it around to give Serena more focus in later seasons. Yeah. Um. So then, also another thing is that the men in those shows, besides being like hypersexual, sleeping around, sexist and nasty, um, they also don't get held accountable as much as anyone else they don't they definitely don't hold themselves accountable um they don't express well because the narrative always proves them right so even when it looks like they're wrong eventually turns out they were right right eventually it gets back to them being right um and they typically don't really learn much or have to change much about themselves because there's no need to because they're always right yeah like even when they're being a jerk to female characters but like telling them what to do it turns out they were right because these silly women don't know what to do right and it's like um i hate even saying that out loud it reminds me of and like looking back um sad to say i do view barry with a kind of different lens like yeah well now that we have a point of comparison i think that's a big part of it (laughs) because before like compared to oliver queen barry is a very nice guy compared to dick grayson he's okay at best yeah compared to dick barry's still nice but he's definitely not the nicest or the best because I like, I think I shared this particular scene with you in season one, and I was like, oof, this is gaslighting bullshit. So, like, Iris was pissed to find out that even though she's supposedly his best friend and she's honest with him about everything, he was keeping this big secret about himself from her. Mm-hmm. And she was pissed about that. And, like, that's the kind of thing pe- people get pissed They about. had an <laughs> argument, and she was like, maybe if you weren't keeping me, 
in the dark and you were honest with me, I would have been less danger than I have been. And yeah, because like, she almost got herself killed because of not knowing about this. That's right. what and it. his response, and this is when I was like, ooh, this is entitled bullshit. He was like, well, you haven't been honest with me either. And she's like, what are you talking about? She's like, he was like, oh, all this time um you've liked me too and you never said anything right and he was like yeah so you're not you're not complete you're a liar too basically and like stormed off and he's like maybe you should be honest with yourself so it's just like you know, about that <laughs> it's like what does that have to do with her being worried about her father who was kidnapped at the time by grod being pissed she was lied to like a whole season and gaslighted by everyone including her fiance her own father Everyone was lying to her face. And his response was. <laughs> right. So what was I saying? Yeah. Barry's response was basically to be like, you lied to me about not liking me, which. <laughs> right. Let's stop talking about like your father and the kidnapping, yada, yada, yada. And talk about how you don't love me, girl. Uh, um, or actually how you do, because I know you do, but you ain't admitted it. Let's talk about that. <laughs> and the fact of the matter is, like you said, and the reason I even brought this up is the narrative set it up that he was right. So because he was right, um, that set Iris up to be the antagonist. And they right. she's like being a being a jerk just and she's trying to call him out like yeah. she ain't wrong. Yeah, she's hurting poor Barry's feelings. And it was very much set up that way. It's a lot of scenes of Barry going, Oh, I just like her and she doesn't like me wet. And you know, and then you know, there's never you see I you never really see Iris's side of things. So she was always yeah. set up by the writers and by the narrative to be disliked and she is very much so disliked yeah and i and blame also the no character ever gives the other side of it like oh. nobody ever goes barry why didn't you say anything all these years barry why'd you wait till she's engaged to another man to say something no one ever right. does that and her own father is clearly on his side and he joe is <laughs> barely iris's father he doesn't care about her like he cares about barry so no. It's kind of crazy. Um, and like, and he even kind of low-key sets her up because, okay, so you've got a boy who's like in love with your daughter. I get it. He needs a home or whatever. But like yours, are we sure that's appropriate? Like, is that what we're doing with our tweens now? Yeah. So. <laughs> and that's the, that's the other thing that typically happens with action heroes too. Another, another point is, there's usually like some woman who dies or gets fridged, mm-hmm. which ironically And is... we watched Iris get fridged like 47 times. Oh my God. <laughs> to further further the hero's storyline. I mean, Laurel Lance got fridged for Oliver, so did his mom. Um yeah. obviously Barry's mom got fridged. Double Remember her s- getting stabbed was started the whole exactly. Thing. Um 007 had plenty. <laughs> everyone I mean, whoever took her panties off near him got fresh right indiana jones had some like everyone has some so yeah and all of uh barry's exes are still living not barry um all of uh dick grayson's exes are still living and breathing yeah one of them's thriving in france girl <laughs> and if they died it wouldn't be for his storyline you know what i mean <laughs> and the show had a chance to bridge someone and they made it um garth <laughs> he's he, he's the one who got fridged actually <laughs> yeah so, and we thought they fridged joey but plot twist nope, nope they didn't yeah 
so yeah um yeah it totally tracks on a show like this that like the there's it's not romantic relationships are not unimportant on the show but i would say it's not the most important relationships to the show so it's yeah. that they're going to fridge somebody that it would be a teammate rather than a love interest on a show that's way more about a team a team thing you know yeah and, and that's the thing about fridging usually like it's usually the female love interest and it's usually because she's already basically just an object that's there to solely interact with him and be the object of his desires and a prize that he wins so if you kill them it's like whatever it's like taking away someone's toy you know what I mean yeah so like Stefan and Damon literally calling Caroline and Elena toys in a conversation yeah. you know um so <laughs> And like that weird moment where like Stefan killed Damon's girlfriend just because. Yeah. Like just to do it, he just had her walk off a roof to her death just, just because it would hurt Damon's feelings. Not because she did anything or he gained anything from doing it or part of some yeah. plot. Just to hurt his feelings. And Enzo did that to Stefan before too. I mean, yeah. so it's just like, <laughs> yeah. Then, you know, you had Claus kill Tyler's mom because he was mad at Tyler. It's like, will kill Tyler not that I right. wanted Tyler to die but I'm just like damn what did what did mom do she was all minding she, her business she, <laughs> and all she was ever doing was trying to help people like his mom yeah. was like so dedicated to like trying to be a good person and save right. people all the time right but she gets fridged and then she doesn't get any justice too on top of that um, no I, the audacity ah oh, so and, sad it is sad and I do I do like that even though like quite technically the role in the story that Garth played was like you know bridge former friend like he you got just enough Garth that Garth seemed like a person too yeah um and it's funny the fact that like Corey Corey died in the Trigon dream but it wasn't to help him in his story to become a better person that made him go crazy instead so it was yeah. like the the anti-negative right it was the anti-typical reaction he didn't like pick up the pieces and become a better hero like it's not it's no. not what happened he there's no hero like, left without bay okay he was <laughs> like okay she's dead um nothing matters i'm gonna murder my father go to prison <laughs> so, yeah he's, he's over it yeah and so, i like that because like it, yeah in a more real life context, who becomes a better person because like the person who most cared about them, who like contributed to their life positively and supported them was dead. Who becomes a better person after they die? Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, how much did they really matter to you if like their death inspires you? <laughs> like, right. what? The best thing that ever happened to you was oh, their death. The way oh, my I God. the way I would haunt you. Oh, now you now you've learned how to be a better person because I got murdered. Would you believe they had the audacity to do that on the magicians, the show that hated its viewers more than anybody? Uh, after I'm going killed to killed himself, everybody was better off. Every single fucking character. No, I am going to become <laughs> your sleep paralysis demon. I will I will make your life a living hell. What do you mean? You're not moving on to have a better life because I died. Fuck that. <laughs> well, I love you so much. You ruined my life me? if you died. Fuck these people. Excuse me? Like, what do you mean? That's just rude. <laughs> That's so rude. 
<laughs> no, we would have to fight. Like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> oh my god, it's kind of it's one of the funniest things to me is when shows really seem to hate their viewers. Yeah, and in the first episode of The Magicians. Quentin's just got out of like mental mental health treatment because he tried to off himself. And then the last thing he does on this show, I kid you not, is kill himself. And then everyone's better off once he's dead. I was like, wow, could you hate him a little more, whoever writes this show? And by them, I mean your audience. Another but- another thing, like Eric Wallace, who is the EP showrunner for The Flash, clearly clearly very much so hates West Island shippers. Like there was an interview recently where they were like, um, okay, so y'all bring up the twins. Then in season, what was it? Season four, they had Barry mm-hmm. say that line, we're going to need, we're going to need more diapers. That, so people were like, yeah. oh my God, Iris is going to get pregnant with the twins. Then it was Cecile. So it was a fake out instead. And then, so, so people ask like, um, excuse me, are we ever going to see like Iris get pregnant with the twins on the show? Right. And Eric's answer was like, I hope so. I don't know. I just write stuff how I write it. And, you know, you never know. Maybe, maybe not. And people were just like, bruh, like, <laughs> it's literally up to you. <laughs> My brother in Christ, <laughs> you are the right, like, this is your show. Like, you can just do it like right like why are you playing with us like this like why are you doing us this way say you don't care and and move on like don't don't or just say you don't want this job because imagine imagine they tried the same thing on clark on clark on a clark and lois show on a superman show and it was like so you know how uh do you feel about you know john 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 kent and you know the whole like thing with you know oh, they're at the daily planet and they're reporters and lois and they're in love and he was like clark can't, can't be in love with lois lane i don't know if i'm into that plot line <laughs> he was just like i don't know maybe maybe not i hope so <laughs> like you i never so? seen a superman property where they did your boy like that oh okay or i should say did your girl like that like He's playing games over there yeah. yeah um and i mean you know like we were talking about the whole like kind of love interest construction that's sort of shaped like a woman but it's not female character all the time right like you know when that is the thing that you kind of exist to do it makes sense that if you decide not to do that you basically just sunk that whole character and got rid of all that she kind of matters for which is literally what ironically is what don granger was so the Mm -hmm. moment hank died she was off the show and i don't know how that wasn't a clue to everyone that all of the things y'all are projecting on the corey is not happening to corey it's no, not true. Into a woman she has her own her. life, her own history, her own family, her own, her own goals, her own things her own she wants goals, for herself and her life. Right, her own struggles, her accomplishments, all of it. You know, um, and she has her own perspective on things. Like they coincide a lot because she has a lot in common with Dick. But like when they don't, they just don't. Yeah, I mean, it's two seasons in a row. She had her own entire plot that was completely separate from him happening where she had people from her past coming in to be guest stars on the show or even you know right season regulars like yeah um like blackfire was even though people i don't know act like she didn't happen it wasn't there for most of yeah they pretend she wasn't there 
before Corey's storyline, which is weird. It's like literally everything Blackfire does, like she is a part of Corey's storyline. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird how they act like that. And I mean, I even know. how we meet Corey on the show, she's on like another continent and she's yeah. dealing with this, co- dealing with Constantine and all this like right. drama and the hotel. She's like, she like, we get from the start, we get the sense that she is a person who, before she met our protagonist, had a whole entire life. Right. Um, and I feel like that's something that you don't normally get for female protagonists. And I think even her amnesia storyline kind of helped with that because that contributed to a sense that there's more to know about Corey than what's happening with her right in the second. Whereas normally, like, female love interest is known like our hero since they were kids. So he knows everything about her. And since we're seeing this through his eyes, he doesn't have anything to learn about her. So do we really? And like, I get that people were super focused on the ships, but they really miss the fact that Corey always progresses. Like, so in season one, her story was very much tied to other people. Like she, she definitely had her own thing going on with her memories and whatnot. But like her overall plot, because of her lack of memories, because she can remember, was very much tied to, I'm going to protect Rachel and my priority is to protect Rachel. And if season one was a standalone season, I get why people would be like, she was just literally here as a part of Rachel's storyline to protect Rachel. Um, She didn't have her own thing going on. They erased her memories so we didn't have to focus on her. But then season two, prove that to be wrong like the the yeah. longer the show goes on the more Corey has her own thing happening and more focus on that thing um so yeah I mean she's always progressing as a and character. I mean everybody's plot in season one focused around Rachel like you know Dick was trying to like rescue her and then you know, yeah. she kind of rescued Gar and like he was really focused on her and like Cora's, ev- the the villains were after her. Like season one is racial focused yeah. in general. Yeah. So because they were focused on Rachel isn't really a reason to down any character season one arcs. That's everyone's right. season one arc. And I definitely feel like what makes that so different, even though like you could see the similarities with how shows generally have, oh, there's these, this person who's the most important, they're the lane of the show and everyone, their plots revolve around them. Yes, that was happening in a sense, but what made Titan season one different to me and what I saw and why I stuck with it and knew it would go the way it did with Corey being important is that Corey had friends, Corey had relationships with everyone in the cast outside mm-hmm. of her romantic outside of the Elena of the season you know what I mean right so when Corey was when when Corey attacked Rachel if this was any other show everyone would have turned on her and that's not what happened she had right. exactly one person who was anti-Corey in that moment and that was Donna mm-hmm. was <laughs> defending her 10 toes down okay 10 mm-hmm. toes down yeah, you know, Corey, she she's not a killer. She kills people, but she's not a like he like that was one of the funniest lines I've ever heard. Like he really said out loud, she ain't a killer. I mean, sometimes she kills people, but it's not like that. Rachel cry was crying, Gar was upset. Um, and then I remember Rachel and Gar having a convo about 
Corey after Dick went off the chaser and Gar was like, um, it's Corey. They're going to sort it out and then she'll come back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they, they care, they trust in her, they believe in her, they love her. Um, and there was no blame after that. You know what I mean? Like right. when she came back, Rachel wasn't like, Corey didn't attack dick like oh Ra Corey attacked me rachel didn't attack him like Corey attacked me and you left me there to go chase after her even though i was like no one was mad at him for chasing Corey. no one was mad at right. Corey. like there was none of that and i feel like right. any other show would have done that you know what i mean right and, and i hate that yeah. like i hate it when they well, in general, the show is good for like when they forgive you on the show, we go on about our business unless you're a bad person. <laughs> right. Um, like, like the only people who like showed an inability to forgive was the old Titans who went, what I'm getting written off. Everybody <laughs> else, if something happened, it was like, all right, that happened. We forgive you and we're going on. And look, I know people had goggles on, but season two did not paint the old Titans in a good light at all. It really didn't. And I think that was. The, like they were purposely trying to tell us abandoning people is not cool like they are wrong <laughs> right so yeah and I mean I think people got confused by how much screen time they had season two mm -hmm. into thinking they must be right because we keep yeah. looking at their faces like no they were all very much wrong <laughs> about that um I mean I also think that yeah. people have a hard time sometimes with separating what the show's trying to say from how they feel at the moment because clearly mm -hmm. y'all feel irritated with Dick and that's how like you're feeling and yeah there's some characters that are saying that but does the narrative agree with these characters saying that or is that just you saying it must because that goes with how you feel right now right is is Dick actually community Dick as y'all keep calling him or a slut or are you projected? Because he's right. he slept with Corey. In present day, he slept with Corey. Did nothing with anyone. Season two. Kissed Babs. That's all he's done in present yeah. day. That's it. That is nothing. That is nothing. Right. Think about think about how it's many nothing. women we've seen in their draws on the vampire. Day. It's just like even, random women. He hasn't even slept with another woman since season one what are you guys talking about like i get you're tired you're mad about the flashbacks but they were literally flashbacks you're mad about dick babs but he didn't even like that woman like <laughs> high key he didn't um i'm sorry but he kind of did not like her like for real no he was literally dealing with her only as much as possible so and he was so glad when he didn't have to anymore don't really get being threatened by her or projecting it on him that he's a womanizer where what are you talking about so i feel like because well, I think he's people the lead also people also talking too much about the 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 books and like we know what happened over there but like this show this is, is not, not based books. on the version y'all are talking about no. like this is based off of the the books where he's in love with Corey, and that's that's it and that's what it's based on also in new teen titans he was very much a one woman man yeah. it was like, he even said that like it that's was a, a direct line of, from him it was a point of conflict for him and and Corey actually the fact that he was very monogamous 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 is it an n or yeah monogamous monogamous yes yeah and like Corey didn't understand the concept of monogamy she was so. like huh 
where I but come like, from. <laughs> I mean, you have a boyfriend, a lover, a husband, a consort, a, ma- a man slave. You know how people do. He's like, no, I don't know how people do. What you talking about? He was like, no, there is one woman for me only. So it's like, if you go by the original version of him, this is accurate. And um, yeah. And even Corey not understanding exactly how Earth relationships work is accurate. They don't make a big point of it, but like. Anytime people say something like they just call some random man her boyfriend, she never corrects them, which no. makes me feel like she doesn't know what a boyfriend is. Right. She's like, yeah, you know, Fede was a boy and my friend. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably did tell Dick that Fede is her boyfriend, but he wasn't. <laughs> no, she low-key doesn't know what people are talking about when right. they talk about boyfriends. So. And you can tell from any of the conversations about it. Yeah. I think that's funny because the show makes that so low-key you can almost miss the fact that she clearly has a fundamental misunderstanding of how relationships work because stuff just goes like right over her head like on the rags. Yep. And that's the (laughs) other thing I really appreciate. So on like other shows, right? Like the male, the male lead, he gets to make as many mistakes as he wants because he always ends up being right in the end. But when a woman makes a mistake, make mistakes it's this huge deal and everyone has a meltdown right like iris cannot have a misstep but barry has literally fucked up the timeline by traveling in the past and that's okay but oh my god iris was mean iris was mean to someone that one time we're gonna hold this over her head once okay but did she fuck with the time space continuum right did anybody die (laughs) because remember that time that barry fucked with the time space continuum and wally died stop okay so oh ancestor's brother died permanently (laughs) right so i like that Corey. Corey makes mistakes and it's fine like it's not a big deal. She gets to be imperfect and it's not like yeah. seen as a problem. Like it's okay to be a woman and imperfect. And it's yeah. also okay for her to be attractive and feminine. That's fine. She's not a villain because of it like Caroline. <laughs> right. So. right. And like, I think it's so interesting how the characters like, it's not even that they like pretend she doesn't make mistakes or something as much as they're just like, okay, so what do we do next? Like they consider it a like we problem, not a like she problem, you know? Right. Like I saw a few, few people um, griping about Corey being a hothead as she is. It's very in character. (laughs) Jumping the gun. She's literally Starfire. Jumping the gun and um, trying to blow up Crane and accidentally dosing Gotham and they're like oh I hate that they made this Corey's fault and blah 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 and I like predicted I'm like it's going a week later we're gonna watch the next episode and no one's gonna care and what happened no one cared not one person was like this is technically your fault like no one no, no one gave a yeah. shit like, well because the only thing they nervous. considered that we needed to worry about at that point is like what do we do to make it okay it wasn't about like oh let's blame her and make her feel bad or like oh let's throw her under the bus it was just like oh, okay a member of our team did a thing we're all responsible for the team so let's what do we do next exactly so yeah <laughs> it's like even though like i keep seeing people go oh they don't act like a family they say they're family but they're not i feel like that entire situation proved yes they are because if they weren't right it would have been very easy to just blame everything on Corey, and mm-hmm. you know 
throw under the bus the way the old team did to deck in season two, right? They weren't a yeah. family. They were just co-workers. They were a teammate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but the and difference... I mean, I think consistently these characters on the show show how much they prioritize and care about each other. So the people who say they don't act like a family, yeah. it's like, what y'all want them to do? I don't know their idea of family because my family is actually way more affectionate than normal. Like, we say I love you at the end of every phone call. We hug right. each other. Good night. We hug a lot. A lot. <laughs> a whole lot. Um, We're way more affectionate than any other family I've ever witnessed, to be frank. Um, so, like... We're a little less huggy, but we do always say we love each I, other. The way they act is how the typical family acts lots of fighting yeah. or whatever but when it's down to the wire no mm-hmm. one's getting thrown on the bus they have each other's back they're gonna show up you know i mean freaking right, connor got blasted with kryptonite glitter and still showed up you know what i mean like yeah. he still showed up it, that's just <laughs> that's how family actually is right. like, and they even like you know address that conflict but any people who care about each other kind of way where like you know it wasn't totally like he acted like it didn't happen but like they got some understanding had a little talk going about their business right like people who give a shit about each other do well me and susan when we we don't fight often anymore at all but like when we get into arguments we get into proper arguments and how that usually is resolved is We'll just be like, whatever, F you, bye. Hang up <laughs> and like not talk to each other for like a day and then call each other the next day and be like, hey, what's up? And just act like we never fought. <laughs> or we'll just be like, oh, that's how I was tripping. Well, I'm sorry. And we're like, yeah, I was tripping too. Yeah. I'm sorry. And we just move on. It's literally like a 10 second thing because. Yeah. Because like with normal we're the close people family. that are close, yeah. then yeah. it's quick. Like, like, I don't care that much about whatever argument I can't even remember what our last argument was about like who cares <laughs> like it's just not like it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things because I my life is better with her in it than without so right and she feels the same about me so like these arguments they don't matter to us like that and right. that is it shouldn't take this long drawn out like family therapy no. session thing is- to like make it past a gauntlet and I mean, the, unless you've got serious dysfunction, which is what they created that institution for. And in that same regard, um, like because decorey, they go against the typical romance dynamics. There's like they're genuinely friends. So when yeah. they're not together as a couple, they still interact, and there's no kind of conflict there. There's no issue. They don't have trouble working together. Right. You know what I mean. And I so mean, because... we can't be friends if we can't be lovers is one of my favorite songs, but right. it's not one of my favorite lifestyle choices. Right. And because they're actually friends, when one of them screws up or when they get in arguments, they move past it because you grade people who you care about and who you want in your life on a curve. You know yeah. what I mean? So your coworker can't talk to you crazy and it'd be something, oh, bygones, bygones, whatever thing. You can you can be side eyeing that coworker the whole time yeah. you work there, right? But when it's your family, it's like right. You don't whatever. love your coworkers, like right. you know. Like, that's... I don't love you. 
<laughs> like, I would need you to say that you are sorry for your unprofessional conduct and we're going to move forward. Excuse you. So if you take them seriously when they say they're family, it absolutely makes sense that they can snap at each other or what have you have all these big blowouts and then just be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let's get over it. And I feel like even the contrast with the old Titans, if you contrast them being like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, with them being like, not speaking to you for five years. Right. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a big gulf there. And that's another like different thing, right? Like with Dawn, Dawn, Dawn and Hank, first of all, they felt entitled to each other. And Dawn also felt entitled to Dick's attention. Mm-hmm. Like in in like period so did so did donna and they felt like he needed to go along with everything they said or or else right it was their way of yeah. pilot, right so it's like with Corey though it's not like that there's no sense of entitlement there whatsoever um so like their romantic feelings doesn't get in the way of any other issue that's happening but I right. feel like Don very clearly was holding a grudge and something mm-hmm. against it because she felt slighted by him. And she never like let that shit go. And yeah, entitlement is toxic. It, right. It's it's not good. Um it's and why like, it's why Don and tell- Hank didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like you can tell that like, you know, Dick and Corey although they would like to be together they don't feel like it's just a given that they owe that to each other to give each other that kind of like attention like it's not like oh you're not you know trying to get with me it's a problem you're doing something wrong because obviously that's what you're supposed to be doing because I'm here I know we like there's this thing you know it's way more popular in in the romance construct i guess for a guy to be con- like consistently hounding a woman until she says yes and that's played as romantic this whole no means yes thing like with the yeah. notebook which is considered one of the most romantic movies ever he threatened to throw he threatened suicide to throw himself off the freaking um ferris wheel ferris wheel if she didn't agree to a date with him and that's all conceived as romance and she was there with another man and yeah. i think she might have been engaged to when he pulled yeah. that but honestly what's more romantic if i noticed this before a lot of gen z's time but the song by mariah carey butterfly you know if you let you free if you come back to me we were meant to be right yeah that is much more like you give them the choice and if they love you they will choose you right, right. there's not going to be some third option it's just you um so the idea of them giving each other the space to figure out exactly what they want and then coming back together is way more romantic than one of them feeling entitled one of them holding a grudge one of Mm -hmm. them being like go out with me go out with me go out with me you do love me i'm gonna go back in time and we're gonna have five first first kisses like barry wasn't that like the craziest it's okay, pretty of creepy all the crazy back. stuff. Remember when he came to that bar, not that bar, like that little like rest, that place where she worked or whatever, like 30 times because he didn't get the nerve to talk to her and like he, you know, knew all this stuff and wanted to make sure to get the first date right. And he like stole her wallet and like 
Yeah, and that's not even the one I was talking about. That was the season three one, which was weird because she had no, she had no memory of their past life, and that in in the right. episode you're talking about, she didn't know him. So he was using. He was like a dead stranger trying to figure yeah, out how was, to like creep on her. He was literally stalking her. Um, and then season one, he was also pretty much stalking Iris the whole time. Um, <laughs> but also he was like because he he had that kiss with her and then he ended up running back in time by accident he was like oh now's my chance to have a do-over so he showed up to his co the coffee day with her and he was like um i know you have feelings for me for a fact let's try this again and iris was like what the hell we just had this discussion this is weird what is your problem I'm, i have a boyfriend and then she stormed out and of course the narrative played her like oh man poor barry but i'm just like He's kind of being ridiculous, right? Like, why yeah. give her the space to come to her own conclusion that Eddie is wrong for her? He's just like pushy, 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 pushy shit. Like, right? Like, he's so he's so entitled, and he feels like Eddie's just like in his way because this is his girl based on nothing because he's never been anything to her at this point in universe at all. Yeah, he's like yeah. they've been friends, but like it's not even like she's an ex or something. He's just n not been anything to her, and he's acting like you know they've had this whole whatever yeah so i mean yeah <laughs> uh when you look back on a lot of romance shows and stuff you start to see these things where it's just like oh this is gross and we just kind of accepted it because that's the norm and that's what Barry, people do in these and you know barry that's allen is as good as that type of arc gets right he's the yeah. best possible version yeah because typical... at least on at least he's like a friendly guy in a general sense right which i think contrasts him with some of like the grumpier sorts of oliver queenie assholes right he's he's yeah he's not a skeevy in that sense he's just entitled you know yeah. um and also i think um the perspective of time and different things happening in like real world events and social media and stuff make certain things look different and I think that kind of you know nerdy entitled guy thing looks a lot more sinister now that we've had a couple of them shoot some places up <laughs> absolutely you're right um and they did it with Felicity too she was the nerdy girl she was the innocent girl next door they do it with Babs in the Starfire in the comics mm -hmm. Babs is the innocent nerdy girl next door and then the other person is this mm -hmm. this whore the slutty know, evil Ma person Madonna um Mary or whatever complex yeah the Madonna horror complex yeah, yeah. so uh yeah so <laughs> and it's kind of interesting because when we say madonna who are like you know madonna is like the ultimate mother and what is Corey mm. in the story yeah so it's, <laughs> it's interesting that she looks like as far as you know being like sexy and the hair yeah. and the makeup and the dresses like she would be a different kind of archetype but like actually the role she plays is the yeah. mother of this she's show. like she's a she's super empathetic she's super understanding and she's very kind and caring Right. And she's actually a mother figure to several of the characters. She's, she's actually a mother figure. And me. like literally a mother to yeah. Mari. Yeah, no, she's literally a mother. Exactly. I mean, you never really see that, right? Like you you, yeah. you don't usually see the girl who's like the it girl, the sexy girl, get to be 
complex and loved and flawed and all of these things mm-hmm. and yeah so because usually part of that whole like some fatal thing is like a heartlessness and a coldness right like yeah. Catherine's like the coldest thing you've ever seen yeah and then I think the racism aspect and I feel like this was super highlighted with you know the addition of both calm and Mari is that mm-hmm. people automatically view black women as hypersexualized and mm-hmm. dehumanize us and put no, us people in this had kind this of... crazy idea that like calm could not have just liked connor right <laughs> like that there's no way that like she's just like a, a girl that likes likes a guy and they're just <laughs> she getting to know to each have, other in their day Tom had to have been seducing him and Corey and dick were just a fling because why would why would he continue to care about Corey if he's not sleeping with her right but he can continue to care about dawn apparently right even though he hasn't touched dawn in half a decade years but (laughs) it was just natural for phantom to keep pushing this Mm -hmm. yeah he clearly and then once bab showed up on the scene having not been spoken of or thought of ever they projected this onto her that oh like he must be still like in love with her and feelings for her and all these things and like absolutely <laughs> somehow just, he couldn't have managed to maintain feelings for Corey over six months but he could manage mm-hmm. it for these white women for like five years oh yeah years and <laughs> years so it's just like if if y'all just took a moment to think about why you believe Corey is so hard to love and could get back to me I'd love to hear it and in addition in universe like, they don't give any reason not to love her and they don't no. have to treat her like men treat women they don't love they don't and they don't give us any reason that calm and connor couldn't have just been attracted to each other because they are two attractive people and then they figured out in front of us in real time in the plot that they have a lot in common with each other right yeah and And i thought their whole love story was so sweet like even though we only had so much time for it i feel like the show dedicated enough time that we kind of and it was presented. Got to get it and sort of be there with them. I it was that. presented as sweet. It's the wildest yeah. part. People projected so much shit onto that. And I'm just like, they're <laughs> literally, literally just having so much time little... watching them like cuddling right. and talking about the stars. Like, right. it wasn't some kind of like raunchy thing. Like, no. <laughs> like people, like, that, it's like y'all are being like fully racist without realizing it. And the same. <laughs> And the same thing with Mari, this whole, oh, this feel uh, this feels unearned and da-da-da. And it's like, you're talking about a, a child from the future. First of all, is any future child, like, is that is that trope ever earned, the future kid? Right. Remember no. when full-grown uh, daughter showed up at the wedding? When did they earn that? They hadn't even mentioned they had no kids. There hadn't been no references. Like, there's just this, you know... A cute beige girl at the wedding we ain't seen before and nobody was like this feels honored having a daughter at the wedding like this happened on many shows charmed also had a kid from the future plot yeah chris it's yeah. like whatever like kids from the future don't need any build-up they're literally from the future there's, the reason there's... they're bringing them from the future is like you said to, yeah, to get sh- like a, a jump there right to show us oh these two end up together that's their that's their overall purpose so in this mm-hmm. in the same sense that people still talking about oh i'm mad about babs and after you met mario stupid it was dumb for like what is that shit called snowberry fans to be like 
oh, Barry might die and they'll end up to get their kids from the future have been on the show. Right. We, they we are endgame. They... Let it go. There's yeah. this, the, the, We've the conversation. The, <laughs> the conversation is done. And like, that's the, the flash did it so much. Like we saw that newspaper from the future, Mrs. Hey. West Allen. Well, boy, what? I wonder what must happen with Mrs. West and Mr. Allen. And that ended up being like they were like, oh that could change right because you know with the whole savatar thing but once you got past savatar that's done now iris is no right. longer gonna die in the future because her, her their kids then showed up like it's end game concrete decory's end game concrete i don't know why we're still talking about babs and dawn like please, I, I understand she's a black woman and you guys are skeptical of someone actually loving a blood but she is loved okay like yeah he loves her five he years her he gonna be the father of her baby five baby years four seasons into this except that dick loves Corey, so we can move okay um so we were definitely talking about mari and yeah all the- and how people can't believe that dick could love mari or Corey because you know they're just they're they're so black right and i want to talk about this because this is and has been a peeve of mine all of season three so you know how dick was like losing his shit and irritating everyone on the show and in the audience right with his back paddling crap um and for valid reason we can forgive him now but at the time oh yeah not, it at was the annoying. time i was i was cursing dick all the way out. Yeah, i was we, like what are you doing why are you like this we were annoying so people were like some people um were like oh clearly what he needs is a conversation with donna or rachel only donna or rachel can talk sense into him and i'm just like i'm why 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 no, them no, of all ex- the characters on this show explain what you mean by that why why like Cor- Corey and gar can't do it because you know what i mean right so i just found it a little strange i'm like what are you implying here i mean and these people so- <laughs> throw out these little implications all the time like oh yeah these little like comparisons yeah. and it's like based on what though yeah, just like they think Donna should lead after after if and if Dick left the team for reasons that they won't elaborate on, they also think right. that only Donna or Rachel would be able to make D- Dick realize his fault or blah blah. Um, here's one. First of all, first of all, what I need people to stop doing is is giving and assigning Donna all of these uh you know qualities she's never shown in universe qualities these unearned traits and virtues that she does not have okay (laughs) the donna had her her, many a chance to be supportive of dick and convince him oh you are good enough to be hero and she always does the opposite let's not act like season two didn't happen exactly Let's, let's not pretend Okay. And like even when they meet up in season one, when we first meet her and she walks in looking like everything into that cafe or whatever, what does he she say to him? It's okay to give it up. And this ain't for everybody, girl. You know, I'll show you what it's like just to be a regular person. Come my back, my gallery, just being a normal human. Like the first thing she does when she appears on the show is try to talk him out of being a hero. Yeah. 
And not only that, she gives up on him all the time, several times. She berates him most of the time. She's mm-hmm. not supportive. She's not helpful, really. So I'm sorry. It, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. Look, the person who cares about him the most, the adult in his life who supports and encourages him the most, is Corey. Okay. Yeah. The person who is qualified to lead the team in his absence is Corey. He himself assigned her to be the leader in his absence. So the fact that y'all insist on being like, if he disappeared, it would be Donna who would take over the team. If he needs help or moral support, it's going to be from Donna. Cut the shit. Y'all look a very unfavorable way, okay? And especially because, like, another doing? thing that happened in universe, remember when he was struggling with anger issues in season one? And who was the only one who could pull him out of that? Oh, wait, that was Corey. Right. Who has proven themselves to be the best mentor for these kids? Corey. Who did who did Rachel call in season two despite being surrounded by adults? Corey. Because Donna was right there, right? Right. Oh, whoops. Who did she call, though? Stop exactly like Like, what we're not gonna do is that shit like i it really is a pet peeve of mine it really annoys the shit out of me because what are you doing (laughs) and even like the choice of how they did the whole thing with rachel and the amazons it was definitely still kind of coming back to the idea that like who is the mentor figure that wound up really making a mark and shaping rachel dick dick and Corey was the answer to that which is why she was like you know thank you all i'm gonna go do my thing right because apparently she, she didn't actually need somebody else to show her the way because her parents raised her good, y'all. And she called them cowards. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I just want to remind y'all, when she had that conversation with Gar about his power, she said her inspiration for being powerful enough to beat her father was her love for Dick, Corey, and Gar. The rest yeah. of these people that y'all think are so important were not mentioned. Yeah. Her love for Dick, Corey, and Gar saved the entire universe. So about that. I don't know why y'all insist on implying this importance that Corey holds onto this white woman, but it's freaking weird and I hate it. And I hate the implications of it as well. Stop. I'm not here for it. Um, I'm not here for the idea that Rachel matters the most more than any of the right. other kids even. and i don't even That's understand where ugly. they're coming from with that because in universe ugly. it's just not a thing it's just never a thing in universe like i think the show like in universe very much so emphasizes the importance of everyone as a family unit and not like a this one is like more important than that one kind of thing when we're talking about the characters that actually managed to form a family unit on the show yeah like and the way that for me the way that ties in with with mari ending up being the one is because they had this whole thread this certain portion of family that uh, of the fandom some of them even call themselves the Corey fans but apparently don't think Corey is worth shit apparently her word her all that she does for dick how he feels about her does not matter in in as much as 
what Don and Rachel can do for him, right? As so, long as there's a white woman breathing in right, this world, Corey they, can't matter right, to these people. They are more important. They have more of an impact on him, whatever. Um, Even so, ones who appear out of nowhere like Babs. Mm-hmm. So what I loved, though, what I loved was the, <laughs> the fact that they had this whole thing they were building up that, oh, he's acting like this and what's going to save him? What's going to, you know, bring him back from the brink of insanity or his lowest point is his grand reunion with donna and rachel and that never happened and what instead happened what literally happened instead is this little black girl his daughter with Corey, is who ultimately inspired him to be the night when he needs to be and to come back and take care of his family she saved his whole soul right on screen and it infuriates them that <laughs> they were social oh it's not Corey haha <laughs> it's gonna be Donna or Rachel and then it just ended up being his black daughter instead right. do you feel stupid you should hope they did like that's what I sincerely uh, hope for these they're people. suffering they are suffering because <laughs> I don't care either it's just like I don't know what to tell y'all but this is what y'all get for being like racist racist because that is racist. racist Because the only way to decide, even though the show has been very much so emphasizing the most important thing in his world is his love for this woman. The only reason to be like, no, it's got to be something else. It can't be his love for his his wife or his kids. It's got to be some other thing. Maybe he'll meet the love of his life later. Like, (laughs) what what are y'all waiting for? I hope you're not holding your breath. Are you turning blue? Like, I'm sorry. Um that y'all didn't get your little reunions or whatever but actually i'm not because apparently when y'all got these normal ass scenes you decide they mean more than every other normal interaction between this team because it's between two white people oh i I don't know what's wrong with y'all it's real fucking weird though and i'm over it (laughs) (laughs) and like i also think it's kind of funny that just by extension because he likes black women too much they just act like connor right here either most of the time (laughs) so freaking weird yeah his, the hatred for connor amplified and doubled when he started being completely head over heels in love with calm they were just like all right enough of that guy he's no longer useful to us well because they were really hoping like oh man come on he's gonna have it's gonna be Garcon, and like you know they're gonna they're gonna you know have this tail beige love and that's what's gonna happen and then it was like, no. She killed the no. vibes. <laughs> it's, it's just funny. So it's like, uh, there was on one hand, there were the disgruntled Dick Babs fans, but more Bat Fam fans, because I find, I found that most people who ship Dick Babs are just Babs fans. Yeah. Right? And they, they ship, they, sh- they ship more the idea of them and the aesthetic of two people with bats symbols on them what? two people bat. with bat symbols and white skin being right near and bat, each other that connections that's what they actually should <laughs> just the aesthetic so the disgruntled ones were like oh man we dislike more she must be adopted or something There's when no- they said that she might be a dip bag adopted baby i almost died because that's the craziest thing that could possibly do if that had happened to, to adopt a girl that looks just like Corey with Babs. That's hilarious. Like, just accept that y'all were wrong about Corey's importance to him. Accept that all the people who were like, oh, they were just a fling. There's no romance. And he's like, you guys were wrong. Take the L. 
PPL. It's like right, because all the stuff they come up with sounds so crazy. We've like, been telling them. Because the show's y'all. been telling them. Right? We all watch the show together, honey. And like, this, this is a show about him being in love with this girl, this if particular you, one. If you just watch the show, you will understand. And if if you don't get why more and also Ma- if, you just, if you if you act like you've watched tv before because like basic stuff like billing right the top build woman is going to be with the top build man on like every show like anybody who was like oh man so you know uh we've got these two top build guys and a top build woman you know we've got like damon elena stefan who is elena gonna wind up with damon and stuff and the answer to that was yes and you could tell from the billing um <laughs> like and what happens when what happens when they shake things up and they make a guest star end up being the end game for example um caroline when she was gonna start being with with when she started being a regular she started dating the leads right? right and same with Felicity. She was a she was not right. They bumped off Laurel right. and then look who's talking about bumped top bill up woman. To the pop bill woman because she started dating the yeah. the lead of the show. That's how this works. Yeah. So y'all not getting that Dawn was clearly not the end game is confusing to me. On top of her <laughs> being like in a basic- relationship the whole show. <laughs> She was in a relationship the whole show. Yeah. And I think it was clearly displayed to be the biggest mistake that that Dick and Don ever made was each other. Right? Right? Like, Like, neither of those characters felt burned out his house, walked out on him three times in his time of need, and people were still like, oh, the show keeps telling us Dick loves Don. I'm like, what? Where? Where? Bitch, where? (laughs) Like, show me the scene. And meanwhile, Corey is throwing (laughs) hands with, like, the god of fate himself, like, for this man, you know? What the hell are y'all talking about, bro? And then, like, she's just, and, yeah, Don's just, like, walking out of his house and onto his best friend's dick, like. Look, people need to just come out and say that you hold people with certain skin tones to a high regard and you judge them differently and you feel differently about how other people should feel about them. And and then it'll all make sense because what's being shown on the show isn't what y'all are saying. No, it's not. Like they not they act like they're they act like the show is showing them being so into these other women. And specifically, we were talking about the slut shame and lots of those kind of words sort of bouncing around and playing all the sexual activity with all these other women. And it's just like, okay, are you guys just like imagining him having sex with every woman that's not Corey he talks to? I think like we talked about their want for him to make Corey cry and stuff. And that whole like humiliation ritual thing is part of typical romance dynamics, right? Like you look at Grey's Anatomy and she's going for this married man and pick me, choose me, love me. This humiliating. I can't believe they actually had a grown woman with like a doctoral degree say MD say that on television. They're so so bothered by the fact that Dick met this woman, this who was beautiful and feminine and sexy, and he didn't like disrespect her disrespect her. He didn't sexualize her. Um she's never been humiliated by him. Um, and he's not like sampling every chick on the show before going, okay, I tried everyone else. I guess I'll come back to you. Like that's not happening. And so instead of just accepting, oh, wait, we, 
we got something solid, something good. And right, this must be yeah. where he wants to be at because this character, like, right from jump, we, we like, finally boom, got, this is where we're going. We got a romance that's genuinely nice where there's no third party, no romantic rivals, really. No love tribe, no toxicity. They're just like, let's just pretend it's happening anyway. <laughs> And right. that's what they do, and it's just like okay, you like, and they're oh, acting yes. like it's equally toxic to like figure out who you want to be and what you want from life versus to have sex with all of someone's friends. <laughs> like what the hell? Like those things are not comparable. Like I... y'all are comparing this to stuff that's happening on shows where you know guys are like you know dumping girls for their best friends. Very, very weird shit. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I I can't with it because it's it's all very racist and it's clear to me that they they only do these things now thanks to season three having Mari and Calm this is a thing they're doing because Corey's black I know absolutely I now I understand it, that's I think the that problem definitely cleared it up because it cleared like, it up for me when people were saying like oh this show won't give a black woman a real romance that's why she was just flirting with Connor and they didn't immediately take each other's clothes off. And then when they went on to have like a whole ass relationship, then everyone just acted like it wasn't happening. And we're like, well, obviously there's some sort of manipulation of this poor innocent child, yeah, man. Yeah. She must be seducing him. It's like, or maybe the showrunners think that people can fall in love with black women. Yeah. Maybe. And like that's they hired like an, an hmm. actual like supermodel. Oh, supermodel. <laughs> what be- is confusing? <laughs> like, no, like I don't attra- like what is wrong with y'all? She doesn't need like y'all like y'all can't see her. <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> like she is so, like truly the, bizarre the women behavior. on the show are so beautiful. Like I like sorry to get bisexual on y'all, but like damn no. <laughs> I don't understand why there's this big confusing mystery. Like, but how could like Dick just be lost in the sauce? Like right? y'all must not know any men and it's funny because when you watch podcasts like where the men talk about this show even the ones that be talking shit a lot of them still are like but man cory though <laughs> like have you guys watched the actual human man react to her because <laughs> i feel like that would answer some questions for you <laughs> i i just oh yeah i don't even know they have me speechless <laughs> because it's just so ugly and i yeah. i hate to sh- be sharing a fandom with these people it's annoying and like it almost feels like we don't share a fandom with these people because yeah. they don't seem to like these people no. like like it's hard to believe like that you're a fan of dick but you want him to like die? literally die and like you're a fan of Corey, but you can't imagine why any man would ever love her right even though all she's done they is can't be lovable. fathom them having a kid in the future mari hasn't earned her right to live apparently but the and little dick don kid did right fuck off and like what's especially weird about that to me is like you know not to be one of those like let me tell you about your parents memes but i'm sure that plenty of the people watching this show had parents that knew each other the length of two songs in the club before they came into the world okay no apparently um sex no longer creates children um you can't literally be in love with someone break up with them and get back together again that's not a thing that ever happens apparently 
Apparently. Like these people are wilding. Like, like just I don't like it's very stupid to me, honestly. It's like everyone forgot where babies come from or something. Cause we've seen these characters, episode five, these characters were hopping on the good foot and doing the bad thing. They could have been she could have been pregnant with, with Mari season two. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's right. not like because when you say that it's unearned, like if these characters had never had a relationship, then yeah, it might be like, where the hell did I, this come from? I promise but like... people don't be earning kids. That's not how kids <laughs> ex- come to existence. That's not how it happens. <laughs> like, yo, like, I don't, you know, I be making jokes about the Puritans and the incels and whatever, like Voltron Alliance they formed in this fan. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all don't seem to know that some people be like damn you're fine and then decision made god these people are exhausting it. <laughs> it's like i hate this shit it's like you give these people everything they want and then they complain for example right you see how like people are continuously pretending only cory cory's the only character who has flight in the books who doesn't fly even though connor and donna are right there right. whatever first of all and obviously gar <laughs> Right, guard to and Rachel. Yeah, and Rachel. They we're all, just pretending, they all fly, we're pretending it's particular to Corey. Only Corey is getting her powers, whatever. My thing is, right, while these people are saying that shit, the show Naomi was airing on the CW, which was unfortunately canceled because CW. <laughs> this the CW is canceled. CW is canceled, right? Um, but <laughs> Obviously, the show had a CW budget, so she had some flying scenes, and her flying scenes looked like a TV show's flying scenes, and people were like, oh, what the F is this? And I'm like, so what y'all are doing, you're saying, oh, we want a show with a female Black lead, an original character, you get it, you don't watch it, we want a show with this Black lead original female character has all her powers and can fly and and you get that and what you're doing is dragging the cgi and calling it ugly and not watching Mm -hmm. so in conclusion y'all are fake shut up (laughs) okay they're fake and they're funny and like and then Mm -hmm. also like you know as far as like these characters flying besides budget i think the most obvious reason why she doesn't do this is the same reason she's not bright yellow that part of the point of what this show is trying to do with these characters is bring it closer to earth right, right. which so is why we sense. which is what happened to the powers from the birds right we wanted more kind of street level kind of you know two others who could fly yeah yeah no they're the, they're the literal that. birds y'all really got hawk and dove that can't fly no com- let's just keep talking about obviously this is the writers hating Korea because she can't fly even though five million other characters who can fly don't also including fly. the characters who are fucking literally named hell. after birds can't fucking fly knock it off please y'all are like killing me this is, this, what the hell's wrong with y'all? But, it's, but you know, this reminds me of how they acted about Wonder Woman flying because, you know, remember how they were talking, you know, talking big hit shit about how, like, she didn't fly and then she flew in, in, in 84, the movie that everybody hates. And crickets. Yeah. There, no, one, was, no one was happy about it. No one had anything to say. They didn't care. Um, oh it's just, God. like, still Star Wars, right? Like, before Silk Car was like, oh, we need a period drama starring some dark skinned black women. We need a period drama dark skinned. Star Cross game? Crickets. Nobody watched it. Show got canceled. Right. 
I don't yeah. want to hear y'all. Y'all are fucking phony, man. <laughs> like, y'all will literally not watch this. And we know you won't watch it. Don't lie phony. to us. Don't tell let, us. Let uh, them look have... at how they were acting about. Look how some of the people were talking about First Kill. Look how people acted about Trigon. So when the show has these characters be more human because they don't have that kind of money for CGI to make it look like a movie budget. And CGI people are also on strike. Everyone forgets that. So we have an inverse example of how y'all would act if Corey flew and it didn't look absolutely perfect movie quality. Y'all would drag it like you did with Naomi and like you did with Trigon. So Mm -hmm. please spare me. And like people also did it with uh, Crypto too. Crypto had a little CGI moment in season two people. Yeah. Or all bullshit about and I that thought too. it looked fine. Like I actually, I like that scene. I thought it looked fine. I can't even. They do regard too. Whenever regard changes, I saw a lot of people bitching about the bat too. And it was like I thought y'all want another animal. This is our third one, so we're good. You can't okay. win. You can't win. You can't win when people are, are being dishonest. Yeah, and like they just want to hate, and even exactly. like. Uh, you know, even like people's, you know, endless whatever about Corey's skin color. I I can't find anybody compare complaining about Gar or Rachel's skin color. No, I can't because find... Rachel's definitely gray and Gar is definitely green. I cannot find anyone complaining about Dick's hair being the wrong color. Joey or 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 about um Asian. what you call it, Jason's hair being the wrong color too. Jason's wrong color, wrong eye colors too, right? Um, freaking Garth. Garth had Garth his hair wrong color. Garth is supposed to have dark hair. Yeah, yeah, none of that, right? <laughs> like, oh, hear me, okay? Exactly. Like, Don was walking him. around with the same quality with Anna was. Heard nothing about it. Y'all are frauds, yo. Yeah. yeah, and then even once they got Anna together and gave her the best wigs on the show. Were y'all happy? No. No. Her hair was still too big. Well, then it was too straight in season two. Then it was too big at the beginning of season three. Then it was too flat again. Then it was too straight again in the finale. And now they're mad. And don't forget her hair being too dark, even though they've been mad about it being too bright when the show started. Yeah, now they're mad that it's dark again. And one of them also dragged the hairstylist into it and like cussed her out and was dragging her too. Whatever. Um, I hope they got their feelings hurt. Whatever. I just I can't. I mean, (laughs) I mean, if you don't drag a black woman like that doing her job, I hope she hurt their feelings. Let me clarify. No, she didn't see it. (laughs) Okay. And I'm glad. I'm glad she didn't. Yeah. Um, But yeah, (laughs) y'all are crazy people. Like, and you know, also you can see that this black woman is actually being treated with respect. So the whole she's not being treated like candace Patton having to do her own damn hair the fight and the the fist raising online social justice shit they want to do like people are able to do for iris they aren't so they just pretend bad things are happening so they can continue to fake defend iris and anna it's pathetic at best and and like it's so I literally cried at some points of that Candace Patton interview where she really went into it about right. like what she's been through, and like it 
warms my heart that because Candace went through all this and really did what she did, somebody coming behind her, like Anna, didn't have to go through all of that. Like, and rather than being glad this woman isn't having to go through all that because she isn't the first one in this kind of position, instead, people are just pretending she is. So they have excuse to be negative about her all day. Yeah, and it's like, even though I don't directly attribute that, I th- I think we just happen to honestly finally get a showrunner who's not biased, honestly. Um, And I think that kind of ended up being a miracle, really. Because, yeah. you know, they didn't deliberately cast her as Black. It was like open casting and Anna ended up being the best. So obviously right. the showrunner was just genuinely open-minded whereas iris was cast to be black and so i find that interesting that they clearly already had in mind they were gonna mistreat they were gonna cast a black actress so they wouldn't get dragged for lack of diversity and then treat her like garbage yeah Um, well i mean i think there is something to be sad about oh yeah well because you saw a lot of the kind of similar complaints And I do think there's something to be said about not being the first because, for example, things like the hair thing, because you've already heard that complaint before as a showrunner, you know, if you've got a black actress, if you've sort of seen some of these sorts of things that, you know, have been said around that, okay, I need to hire somebody who knows how to deal with their hair, maybe want to hire somebody black, like, I think it helps when this stuff has happened before you can avoid making some of these mistakes just by pure, I don't know what the fuck to do with you. So, right, you know. and they clearly listen. They saw like what Titans, and no one is giving them credit for this. Titans saw all the backlash for Anna. First of all, when they went to San Diego Comic Con, um, they brought up the topic. They let Ryan talk about his casting and how he felt, and they let Anna talk. So, and then the showrunner also talked and squashed it, gave their opinions, and pushed back against all that whole bullshit. Um, and then what the show also did with season two, they hired a black hair stylist mm-hmm. and they made her hair darker because there was all the hubbubaloo about it being too bright. They changed the texture since people were so pressed about it. They changed her wardrobe. Then in season three, they hired her a whole individual stylist right like make haute couture just custom for her custom shit for her so the fact that people are just sitting here and trying to pretend she's going through what candace is going through just so they have a reason to argue and be angry on twitter is pretty stupid even watching the instagram interview with candace anna um who else was there damn i can't remember their real names but when who plays batwoman Savannah. No, that woman. That woman. Uh, Ruby? Javicia. Javicia. So Javicia and Candace were talking about all the shit they went through and complaining and being upset. And Anna was just like smiling and kind of happy. And she was like, you know, she talked about shit she did go through. And then she talked about how she just, when she pulled back from social media, she was able to just have her support system and seeing less social media was just seeing the hate less and then yeah. she didn't have to deal with the bullshit behind the scenes so she's she's gucci 
as long as she doesn't really look at social media. Candace and Javicia never had that option. Because right, they're dealing with them part of the they're job. dealing with microaggression bullshit on set. Yeah. So yeah. People ignore all of that though. So I don't know what to say. It's I well, guess I again, also if you think want. part of that problem you were talking about of how they're not willing to see black women in a certain way. If you look at a lot of the fandoms for like these white women and their ships. They just be happy over there, even when they get nothing. Like over right. the Snowberry fandom, they're not like, look how bad they're doing, Kayla. She barely was out here. She only had one thing with Barry. They'd be over there living like it's been like like Snowberry's been on that show for five seasons. Yeah. Like, <laughs> because they're clearly not having to like fight through the difficulty of being able to construct it in their minds like yeah they also feel very entitled because caitlin is white but also because the narrative the writers and showrunner have proven to everyone that they dislike iris so they think there really is and i can't even blame them to be honest a chance that hey maybe one day they'll just kill iris and <laughs> have him get what, what i mean why wouldn't you think that with how eric talks about her and treats poor candace right <laughs> right Jesus Christ. It's, it's crazy and like you know I think that it's really lucky that they had this little offshoot network and they gave them this little pity bit of cash or like do whatever you want to do we got this app we're just coming out of nowhere we don't care we're just gonna kind of keep our hands off mm-hmm. because a lot of the studio forces that give us the stuff that wears us the out and some of this stuff just like wasn't there so I think that they had a lot of latitude to kind of do what they were gonna do with sort of setting the show up and it shows. Yeah. All right, y'all. So we are probably going to end it here. Um, since we have exactly five minutes, we might as well just end it. Um, but yeah, this was a good talk. We didn't do everything, but we can do those another time. But yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. Later, fam. Later. <laughs>